tuned in to Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. Welcome to the Village Vision Podcast, where community, collaboration, and care converge. I'm Dr. Crystal Morrison, and I'm honored to be your host on this incredible journey. As a firm believer in the power of a united village, I'm thrilled to bring you inspiring stories, research, and projects that break down barriers in child and family care. Through heartfelt conversations with experts, advocates, and those with lived experiences, we'll showcase the transformative impact of collective support. So join me on the Village Vision podcast as we explore the remarkable collaborations that lead to better outcomes, foster a sense of community, and inspire action to improve care for ourselves and everyone around us. On today's episode, I'm here with Suzanne Burns. Suzanne is an author, speaker, coach, and founder of Nonprofit Ministries. Foundation House is a maternity home for women in crisis pregnancies. And as of today's recording, Foundation House has housed over 100 mothers and served over 500 mothers through non-residential support services. She also leads Be Charity Wise. Her and her team have trained hundreds of organizations on how to implement practical tools to serve the least of these more effectively. So welcome, Suzanne. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I have, uh, as I mentioned, Suzanne, I've really been looking forward to our conversation today because I really feel like your work epitomizes our work here at the podcast. Um, But before we talk about Foundation House and Be Charity Wise, I want you to share with our listeners the why behind your work. Can you share some of your personal story with us? Yeah, sure. So I grew up in a Christian home in a very, very sheltered family. Mm -hmm. And so, so much so that I didn't have any idea how sheltered I was until I had the opportunity to go to college 1800 miles from home. And when, yeah. And so, which was a family school, private Christian school, third generation student there. And so you would think that that was carrying on the protective bubble of my parents. But funnily enough, when my parents are 1800 miles away, and this was before the Snapchat and before social media and I could choose to talk or not talk, I discovered that my roots were not nearly as deep as I thought they were. Yeah. So by the time I was a junior in college, I found myself smoking, drinking, experimenting with illegal drugs. And and then of course, one day I I wake up pregnant Mm -hmm. and that led to a a multi-year journey through marriage and then divorce and then figuring out myself all over again and then remarriage. And by that point, I'm, you know, back in church, back in to homeostasis for myself and was at that point where I was ready to start giving back to other moms. And someone from one of the local pregnancy help centers came and and spoke at my church. And I thought, oh, well, I I could do that. I could, you know, sit and talk with moms that are in the place that I once was. And I ended up doing that. I loved it so much. I did it for seven years. Mm -hmm. 
And, but then over time, during the, the 2007 and eight financial crisis, we began seeing more and more clients coming through that needed a deeper level of support. Right. Um, we were beginning to see girls living in their cars, afraid of being kicked out of abusive family relationships and things like that. And so we knew we needed a residential program in our area, but I, I had no idea that was going to be me Yeah. <laughs> until one day, one particular client comes in, she's pushing her little three or four month old baby in the stroller and she's real frustrated. She'd been looking for work and was going on interviews, but, but not getting the job. And so she was really starting to get kind of desperate. And so I'm asking, you know, questions, are you maybe a poor interviewer or are you applying for the wrong jobs? You know, I'm trying to figure mm -hmm. out what can I do to fix the problem? That's, that's always been my role. I'm always the fixer. Yeah. Fixer. And, <laughs> yeah. And so finally she says, you know, at some point in the interview, the baby gets fussy or he needs a diaper changed. And, you know, the interview is just kind of over at that point. And of course, you know, my first instinct was, oh, I'm pretty sure the interview was over when they saw you pushing the baby in. But I knew that was never the full picture. Mm -hmm. So I so I started asking more questions and come to find out the true issue was that the baby's father, her boyfriend that they lived with was a violent drug dealer that, you know, brought people in and out of their home all times of day and night. Right. And she couldn't trust him enough to leave their son home alone long enough to get a job. Wow. And I went home that day and told my husband, we have got to do something. We have got to be the solution because nobody else is standing up for him. And so, you know, nine years later, here we are that it took about two and a half years to get open, but we have been open nine years. So that's 12 and a half years ago. And um, we've housed over 120 moms over, over 600 through our non-residential programs as well. And it, it's a, it's absolutely amazing. We're still the only home of our kind within 150 miles. And so we still serve uh, over 13 counties plus, uh, you know, plus across state lines. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, it's so powerful. <laughs> and I think, I think that, you know, a lot of the reason why I'm doing things that I'm doing now is because of my own lived experience. Yeah. And so, you know, how your lived experience shaped you and the way that you're serving today. And just, I think the fact that it gives you credibility, quite frankly, that you have mm -hmm lived in their shoes, that you do understand how difficult it can be as, as a young mother. I think that I definitely want to talk a little bit more about where the Foundation House and Be Charity Wise is today. So yeah. let's talk about how your experience at Foundation House evolved into what you're also doing with Be Charity Wise. Yeah. So at first I really anticipated that my first few clients were going to be like me. You know, I had some job skills. I had some family support, although they were still mm -hmm. multi multiple states away. And I also had some college education mm -hmm. and that's just not who the Lord sent. <laughs> so almost right away, I'm getting clients from the inner city, from such dramatically different backgrounds sure. than, um, than I was used to. And it became very apparent very quickly that seeing the clients an hour every three weeks as I was used to and living with them was vastly, vastly different. Yeah. And so at first it was very frustrating. What do I do? How do I care for these clients in wisdom? And it, the, the Lord has always been so gracious. He sends me the clients, you know, that absolutely throw me for a loop, hmm. but then he sends me the teaching. 
Yeah. And then he sends me more clients where I can begin to apply it. And so we first learned together about poverty mindset and just the the thought process. So this is a, a worldview, a perspective that uh, as you look around you and you see resources, you see your own strengths and, and assets and all you see is lack. So right. it often goes hand in hand with material poverty, but it can be independent. I've known people who are quite wealthy who, who still have a poverty mindset. Right. So first we began learning about that. And then he began sending us clients that, that carried heavy trauma histories. Right. And that's really where we began to dig in and, and kind of find our unique self as, a, as an organization. And we became certified family trauma professionals and got some other certifications. I went back and got my master's and, you know, really started to dive in there. And then he began sending us clients who have addiction histories and had been living on the streets. And, and so we began learning more about how addiction feeds into all of this and began to really understand how a lot of times the addiction had been the original solution to their trauma Mm -hmm. until it became the greater problem. Right. And then from there, um, just over these last few years, he's really been teaching us about mental health Mm -hmm. and both medicated and non-medicated and and all of the different uh, nuances of all of that. Right. And, And really how all of that feeds together into so, so how do I help her now raise a child? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've learned so much on your journey to serve your clients. And, and like we've, you've mentioned, you know, that's evolved into be charity wise. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about what be charity wise does today. Yeah. So, so with those early clients, especially as we started learning about trauma with those early clients, we, we were really getting it. We were really understanding what was going on. And then we were interacting with other agencies that weren't or, Mm -hmm. or churches that were like, Hey, I just came across this homeless girl living on the, on the greenway. You think you can help her? Mm -hmm. And we're like, "Uh, no. And it was very, you know, very off-putting, very confusing for the churches. And we very quickly realized that we had knowledge that other people needed in order to serve wisely and, and serve effectively. And so Be Charity Wise was really born out of a desire to help other people learn more quickly what we had learned. I, I always feel very responsible that, that if, if I know something, if I have something, if I have access to something, it's my responsibility to share it with those when I realize that they don't. So for me, Be Charity Wise was birthed as a, as a ministry to other ministries, whether right. churches or other nonprofits. And also, you know, kind of with the hope that that could become a stream of steady revenue for the ministry as well, help us continue to serve these women. And so we've been, um, that started in 2018 uh, on a very small scale and has just grown exponentially over the years. So now we do in-person trauma trainings as as well as Zoom. We just don't like it. We much prefer to travel and go be in person for two, three, four day trainings of churches and staff and leadership. And we also work um, on a coaching practice with startup ministries, especially right. maternity homes and, and residential programs, mm-hmm. because that's that's who we are. Mm-hmm. What I think is truly fantastic, Suzanne, about Be Charity Wise is the perspective that you're giving those that you're training. And, and we talked a little bit about that, but you know, so many times people who are in the church 
have very, yes. very good intentions about volunteering and supporting their community. But without a real understanding of trauma and addiction and the layers of complexity that are showing up in, in a person's life, you know, there can be more harm done than, than yes. good without that. So, you know, Absolutely. talk a little bit about how you've seen the training shift, you know, some of the, the mindset around a service. Yeah, I think for volunteers, especially, I think it, what it does. So, so the, for me, the easiest place to help volunteers and, and, and staff, you know, staff that are lacking in knowledge also, but is to understand the ACE scores and mm -hmm. um, which stands for adverse childhood experiences yeah. for, for those in the audience that aren't familiar with it. It's a scale from zero to 10, the number of, of lived experience, uh, mm -hmm. traumatic events a, a person has experienced prior to the age of 18. Mm -hmm. So for most of our volunteers, their ACE scores are somewhere in the zero to two range. Okay. Staff tend to be in the three, four, five range. Our clients, however, are exclusively sevens and up. And wow. a large percentage, probably 30% of our clients are tens, which means they have experienced every single one of the recognized traumatic events on this scale. So for volunteers to begin to, to appreciate the difference that just because what you lived through and survived does not necessarily correlate into her understanding. Exactly. And you, you truly are speaking foreign languages. And so what I've seen happen is people begin to understand that there is so much greater opportunity for grace and for mercy, so much less frustration, disappointment. You know, when you hear all the time, oh, why, why is she choosing drugs over her kids? Or why can't she just pull it together? Or mm. why can't, yep. you know, why can't she just leave those violent men alone? Or, you know, and, and, and so from a, a score of a zero or a one, that makes absolutely perfect sense. Correct. From an A score to a nine, that is normal. <laughs> that mm -hmm. is her normal life. And, and she cannot fathom a scenario where that's not a part of daily life. Right. It, it's not that she enjoys it or she, you know, she likes it and she desires it. It is simply what she knows. Exactly. And so, so really helping volunteers, especially, but, but helping those lacking in the, in the knowledge of trauma, helping them understand how traumatic events transform brain development especially when they begin from such a young age many of our moms are second and third generation addict they're second and third generation chronic homeless domestic violence uh, victims there there's so many different things that are generational in these women's lives so so their abuse their trauma began while they were still in the womb yeah. for many of them and so it, when when people begin to really understand that they're able to look at these, in my case, in these women with, with more grace, with compassion. Yeah. It's so important. And I know Suzanne, when we talked before I, I shared a little bit, but I've, I've had my own complex struggle with yeah. the church for, for many years. And yeah. Part of that was related to some of the experiences I had and, and how I saw 
church members interface with the community. And it came very yeah. much from a point of judgment as opposed yeah. to grace and compassion. And that's something that I've, I've always struggled with because, you know, different people that I know have really separated themselves in a big way from the reality of the world. And they yeah. tend to separate themselves and, and sit up on a pedestal of judgment. And it's really frustrating. I'm sure it's frustrating yes. to you. But I see how what you're doing with Be Charity Wise is something that can really help people see from a different perspective and yeah. really understand the complexities of other people's lives through a lens of trauma. Uh, and be more compassionate, have more, you know, grace, and at the same time, volunteer in a way that is actually being helpful and effective and supporting of that person, yeah. as opposed to more damaging and judgmental. So I, I'm just yeah. so excited about the work you're doing with Be Charity Wise and think that there's so many people and organizations out there that can benefit from this training. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I think that, you know, all too often, they have to have been burned at least once before mm -hmm. they even appreciate that they maybe don't know everything. Yes, right? yes. I've had so many conversations with people that are like, oh, yeah, well, this homeless mom, she and her two kids came to the church, they were needing gas money. And one thing led to another. And now they're living in my basement. <laughs> and so, you know, and then, and then a few months later, or a few weeks later, sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, that didn't work out. She met a new guy wanted to bring him over, or she was doing this, or mm -hmm. I didn't like how she was staying out at late. And <sighs> there's such a, a, there's such a lack of appreciation for where these women are actually coming from. So often there's this, there's this arrogance of knowledge on the part of the, of the church member that assumes that, you know, I gave my kids the look when they were growing up and they just straightened up, they knew how to behave and it should be working and it doesn't. Right. Uh, or, you know, they already, they intuitively knew the rules, but she doesn't. And it's like, no, you're right. That's part of the problem. That's why she's in yeah. the situation she's in. These are not puppies that you can train up or put them in a cage when you want to leave the house for a long period of time so they right. don't make a mess on the floor. These are our living human beings who have their own lived experiences, their own ways of doing things. And what right or wrong, I'm not saying she's necessarily right. choosing well. There's such a foolishness when that people go into these situations just thinking, oh, well, Jesus will just fix everything. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and that's just not how that works. That's mm -hmm. not how it works. Right, right. Again, I just think it's amazing what you're <laughs> doing. And, and we're going to, you know, wrap up today. But I know that so many of our listeners are really going to benefit from learning more about the Foundation House, of course, but also be charity wise. So Suzanne, tell our listeners how they can learn more about Be Charity Wise. Yeah, just hop over to my website at bbecharitywise.com and you can download. I have a couple of books for free on there. The Accidental Social Worker is a great one to, um, to really understand how trauma and poverty mindset and addiction 
affect people through some some real life scenarios in that book. And then I also have, if you have a ministry or are thinking about starting one, I have one called How to Start or Strengthen Your Nonprofit Ministry that, that walks you through the, the five stages of uh, starting strong. Oh, those amazing resources. And for those of you who are listening, we will also have Suzanne's contact information in the show notes. But one of the things I also want to share is that, you know, Suzanne is a speaker, a coach, and an author, and and a trainer. And so if you are thinking about how you can really enable your organization, your ministry, with the right tools to, again, serve the least of these in a more effective way through compassion, through grace. I really encourage you to reach out to Suzanne and her team. I think it's a, an amazing opportunity to really transform the lens of, of church members so that they can serve more effectively. Well, Suzanne, thank you. Thank you so much for joining mm -hmm. us today on the Village Vision podcast. I'm grateful that you shared your story and also your experience with our listeners. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Village Vision podcast. I hope you found inspiration and valuable insights from our conversation today. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review, and share all the things. Thank you. Thank you again for being part of the Village Vision podcast here on Word of Mom Radio. Take care and let's keep shining a light on the power of community, collaboration, and care. She is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true, she is true. She is brave, she is brave, she is bold, she is bold, she is you, she is you, she is you, she is you, she is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true, she is true. She is brave, she is brave, she is bold, she is bold, she is you, she is you, she is you, she is you. Sure of herself, yes, she takes care of biz, powerful and strong. Yeah, she knows who she is, has integrity, woman strong and true. You know her by name, see this woman is you. She is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true, she is true. She is brave, she is brave, she is bold, she is bold, she is you, she is you, she is you, she is you, she is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true, she is true. She is brave, she is brave, she is bold, she is bold. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.